you wanted strategies to keep your calves healthy, well, we got them. You want to know how to control weeds? Well, we got that, too. Y'all know the rest. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thank you goes out to our partners, Vitelli, Pharmatan, and Imogene Ingredients, the American Galvey Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. We're going to jump right into our cow country news. To kick it off, we're heading to Nebraska. Sustainable Beef LLC broke ground in North Platte, Nebraska to build its 500,000 square foot beef plant owned by local cattle producers. The groundbreaking is a milestone in an effort first raised for discussion by a coalition of Nebraska ranchers during a trade mission to Vietnam. The plant provides a new outlet for Nebraska cattle producers who have said their processing options have been limited in recent years due to industry consolidation. The state of Nebraska contributed $20 million of Federal American Rescue Plan Act funds to assist with the plant's construction. On August 31st, Sustainable Beef announced a partnership with Walmart, which will provide funds for construction of the plant and help bring beef from the North Platte facility to consumers across the country once the plant begins operations. When completed, the plant will process more than 1,500 cattle per day and create 875 jobs. In our next story, the USDA's Agricultural Marketing Service said it has suspended for five years an Arizona cattle dealer after the company failed to pay for thousands of cattle worth more than $1 million. AMS first issued, in January, a decision in order without hearing by reason of default against Nichols Cattle Company, LLC, Nichols Management Company, LLC, Donald H. Nichols, and Jane A. Nichols for violation of the Packers and Stockyards Act. The government's investigation revealed that they had failed to pay the full purchase price for 2,159 head of livestock purchases between January 31, 2015 and June 14, 2017, totaling $1,413,106. Nichols was ordered to cease and desist from operating as livestock dealers without paying timely for its purchases and failing to keep and maintain records that fully and correctly disclose all transactions involved in their business. They also were suspended as registrants for five years. The PNS Act is a fair trade practice and payment protection law that promotes fair and competitive marketing environments for livestock, meat, and poultry industries. Now, a question that was brought to our attention was in regards to weeds, noxious weeds, how to control them. I know that we're all busy this time of year. I mean, there's chores and then there's jobs and there's projects, at least at, least at our place. I think there's that's everywhere. That goes on. But the, uh, the noxious weeds, and not just noxious weeds, but weeds in general, they have driven you and I absolutely crazy. Well, they have. They have. And I think this is across the board. I think a lot of people can relate, especially when, you know, we've had a lot more drought over recent years. So sometimes it seems like it almost sometimes feels like the weeds are growing the best out of anything on your operation. And we take a lot of pride in 
We do. The, the quality yes. of grass that we have mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our soil health. And it's been very, very, very frustrating, especially this year. For some reason, we've had a really hard time controlling those weeds. Not So I think it's appropriate that this question was sent in because, yes, we can relate. So to help kind of answer this for Beck and I, too, I mean, this was great timing on this. We reached out to uh, Dr. Kevin Sedovic, who is a good friend of ours. He's with North Dakota State University. He's the Extension Rangeland Management Specialist. We're talking about how to control these weeds this fall, or should we try to control them this fall? So the best time to control noxious weeds is going to be the spring while the plants are actively growing. You know, the fall can be a good period, but you have to have moisture. So if you have a really good moist fall where those, whether it's a noxious weed or a perennial weed or annual weed, and they regrow, then you can get a control on them. Now, there's some guys that they will say that the fall is a great time to try to control your weeds because those weeds are going into that dormant stage. So they're trying to take in as many nutrients as they can. So now if you're going in with a herbicide, that that is a great time to go in and try to, you know, control those noxious weeds. What's your thoughts on that school of thought? That, that, that school of thought is very accurate. If you have moisture, got to have moisture, got to have moisture in the fall. So this year, unless you're in an area where you got moisture, I would not be doing any kind of control this, this fall because we just don't have any moisture. So what do we do in the situation? And here again, I'm bringing it all the way down to me. I'm, I'm, I'm using, I'm throwing myself to the wolves here is what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm being real honest and transparent where, uh, when was it last, last week or the week before Beck and I were out in this other pasture and we were looking at some things and. I'll be gall dying if there wasn't a Canadian thistle plant that popped up. And then another one. And then another one. And then another one. And all of a sudden, these little buggers are popping up. So are you telling me, Kevin, that I just got to look the other way till spring? Is that the best way that I should deal with them right now? I would say economically, yes. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would look at that because right now, whatever is going to grow this fall, isn't going to produce a flower. So you're not going to get any seed production anymore this fall. So yeah, you're going to look at them and go, well, my best option this year will be to wait to next year and then and kind of have at it. You know, when it comes to weeds, one thing you got, you know, there's two different kinds of weeds. There's there's ones like leafy spurge, which no matter what you do for management, you're not going to control it unless you're using a herbicide mm-hmm. or you're grazing goats or sheep. Canna thistle, wormwood, uh, the toad flaxes, you get farther south, you pick up some different, uh, the bull thistles and musk thistles. Those ones actually can be controlled with good management on your grasslands. The healthier your grasses are, those certain weeds um, just don't compete nearly as well as, as other ones. So you can use management to control some, and some you have to use a herbicide or graze it with a different livestock. So what about uh, going down with a brush getter? And just knocking all this stuff down and mowing it to the ground. What's your what's your thoughts on that? So mowing, and there's pretty good research on mowing on certain ones of these weeds. And repeated mowing, and I'm not talking about repeated. I'm talking about three, four, or five times a year will knock back. Leafy spurge will go back. It won't kill it, but you'll re- reduce it. Same with candle thistle, same with wormwood. Timing becomes an issue. Um, the, the caveat is most producers can't mow a weed that often. You know, but it, but but in theory, you can do that with continued stress on that on that plant. And trying to control these just drive everybody insane, Kevin. And legally, I mean, we do also have a legal obligation 
to control noxious weeds. That's true. The, the reason, there's a reason they're called noxious weeds. Noxious weeds are identified in Century Code that by law you, you're supposed to control them. Now, you can, you can use any method to try and control them, and, and that, would, that would satisfy the law. Whether you just went out and you grazed, or you mowed, or you used a herbicide, but but you're right. I mean, the problem we have with noxious weeds is they're noxious for a reason. They're very competitive. They love our environment. They compete really well. They're usually deep rooted, and so they're just almost impossible to 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 eradicate for sure, but to control. And I think a lot of our noxious weeds today, uh, especially candle thistle and wormwood and musk thistle and bull thistle, are are a plant that's in the environment. I think if you can manage your grasslands so they don't get out of way, then you're actually doing a good service and they just become part of your environment. So when what a lot of this comes down to, if I'm understanding, Kevin, is that we need to accept the fact that if we're landowners, we're going to be fighting the weeds, that it's it's just one of those that we need to be able to manage with the, and like you said, a threshold of acceptability. Maybe is that the best way to describe it? Yes, absolutely. So people wanting some more questions, and if we can't get a hold of you, because I, I don't want everybody in the country blowing up your phone and saying, Kevin, what do I do when I live in California? And this person's saying, I live in Scotland. What do I do over here? So is a really good way to start, is it with your county weed board? Is it with your county extension? Where's a really good place to start when somebody says, ah, just like I'm a perfect example where we were really good. And all of a sudden, by golly, if this Canada thistle isn't out of control and popping up everywhere and we were so darn good about managing it even this summer to me your, your best resource is always going to be your land grant university and your extension service so if you have, if you have a county agent or extension agent there's a great a great outlook on not only identifying your noxious weeds but also uh, what your methods or opportunities to control these noxious weeds and then your county weed board are, are also a phenomenal resource and, I, and if you can't get hold of one you call the other they're, they're both out there um, they are a great resource uh, that you can use in, in almost every state in the U.S. as a weed specialist. Um, and you can always get a hold of the weed specialist at the Land Grant University as well. But I love to use the extension agent. They're a great resource. and They'll always find you a way to find an answer, at least to do your best to manage your noxious weeds. Well, I'm going to end it with this, Kevin, and say that I'm going to go tell Rebecca that you said it's okay that I don't have to do any spray in this fall. I don't have to do any of that, and I can wait till spring, and we'll see what she says. Yeah, there you go with that. <laughs> but, I, but I'll say this, and I, you know, we, we have uh, at the station, the research station, we have about 10 pieces of, of areas that got leafy spurge. And I'm, I'm due diligent in the month of June. I'm out there spraying those patches because so I have a ton of about five acres. And that's all I want. I want to get rid of them. So if you got small pieces, be be diligent to, to try and get to those small ones because eventually, if you don't, they're going to become big ones. Dr. Kevin Sedevig with North Dakota State University. Appreciate the time. Kevin, good to talk with you. Up next, we're going to get those bawling calves healthy. We answer more of your questions when we come back. Hey, did you know that LivestockMarket.com can also help market your calf crop? And at just a dollar a head, it's one of the most cost-effective ways to sell your calves. Mark Vanzi, tell them how it works. If you've never sold calves on an online auction before and you have questions, we have cattle marketing reps that'll help you negotiate all the scary stuff, estimating base weights, slides, weight stops, all that. We'd love to help you out. Give us a call today at 844-775-4762 or look us up online at LivestockMarket.com. 
Vitelli is a precision livestock company that has set out to solve what we call the triple challenge. And the triple challenge is really the combination of the need for more protein, coupled with doing it in a more sustainable production practice, and then lastly, doing it in a way that producers can make money. And that is the ultimate challenge that Vitelli has set out to solve for. We know that genetic progress is a permanent and compounding solution to that triple challenge. You've done everything that you need to do at this point. Vaccinations, management, genetics, environmental control. But let's talk nutrition. Now, it doesn't have to be difficult or overwhelming or complicated at all. So let's keep things real simple. Westway Feed Products. For the cow-calf operation, dairy, feedlots, equine, custom even if you need. Nutrition is a lot more than having grass or hay. So keep it simple. You can count on Westway Feed Products. Westwayfeed.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. Thanks for keeping it tuned right here, providing those solutions to help you make decisions, become more profitable, answering your questions. Now, this one comes from a listener in southeast Nebraska, wants to know about keeping freshly weaned calves healthy, and more than what we've talked about in the past, meaning management strategies. So this one, we go in-depth, and we talk product usage to really help those calves in a cost-effective and efficient manner. We're talking Pharmatan, and we've talked a lot about Pharmatan and how it's nature's answer to fighting scours in your calves, right? We've talked about this before, fighting scours and coccidia. And we'll be talking about feeding Pharmatan in the cow herd very, very, very soon. But what about those calves that are just weaned or fixing to be weaned? Pharmatan is... It can come in and give them a jump start that they need to get on feed, stay on feed, boosting immunity, all around setting them up for success and keeping them successful. Paul Mitchell with Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients joins us now. Paul, it's always good to have you back on the show. Good to visit with you, my friend. Uh, let's talk using Pharmatan in those weaned calves diet and how it is being received. A lot of guys have... Um, incorporated Pharmatan in, in, in two main aspects, young cattle uh, pellets or creep feed, uh, especially as we get into uh, weaning rations. Uh, a lot of guys are using the Pharmatan um, both for coccidia control and then uh, excellent to help with that transition to solid, to solid feed. Uh, a lot of the, the um, research that we've done over the years has shown a very good uh, impact on helping the rumen adjust to a higher energy diet. So done a lot with re receiving rations in feedlots, doing a lot with young cattle for receiving and weaning, uh, especially this time of the year, we've got an increase in guys using it as they round up cattle. The other uh, product that we've done a lot with uh, over the last number of years and, and done a lot now this summer with it in, uh, again, in receiving into the feedlot is Pharmatan liquid. And that's a very cost effective way to uh, bring cattle up on on fluids. It's a tannin butyrate from a, a cost per head per day. That's really, really economical. Um, and if cattle aren't uh, drinking, you know, they come off from a, a long distance uh, trip, uh, getting them in, getting them settled down, getting them to uh, rehydrate um, and get that rumen reactivated, having been maybe uh, traveling or having gone through a sale barn, um, and so that liquid does a wonderful job of, they, they like the taste of it in the water, they uh, will consume, uh, they will get on uh, drinking when they get in, 
And then the other thing is it's got a lot of antimicrobial activity to knock down any pathogens, especially if they've come through a sale barn and you get the whole kind of kindergarten mingling effect mm-hmm, of uh, right. all the various uh, uh, conditions everyone brings in. That butyrate uh, with the tannin really knocks down some of those E. coli's and, and clostridial type uh, sicknesses that can come in uh, like that. So uh, we did a great study this summer with um, a feedlot uh, group down in Kansas and they uh, were pulling somewhere in the region of 7% in their sick pen. Um, and they've seen that number um, drop dramatically, uh, over 90% reduction in the number of pulls since they started putting that Pharmaten liquid in their water at receipt. With cattle coming in like that, um, first first uh, principle is that we, number one, help them get up on feed. Two, prevent them getting into an acidotic type condition. So what we've seen with the studies with Pharmatan, especially out of the European data from going back many years, and then Texas A&M um, and UC Davis both have very good trial work helping regulate the pH uh, in the rumen. So uh, what we see is right after they're fed, the pH drops, whether it's whether there's tannin in the diet or not. But what we see when there's Pharmatan in the diet, that um, pH comes right back up quite quickly and so they, they come out of that stage quickly, whereas with, uh, without it, uh, that pH goes down, it stays down all day long, comes up, you know, late afternoon, depending on when you fed them in the morning. And some guys might feed them again. Of course, they go back down again. We definitely see that the data bears out um, improved uh, rumen adjustment. We also see very good effect on bloats. Texas A&M had a very good study showing over an 80% reduction in bloats compared to the control group. When we talk about feeding Pharmatan to bred cows, we talk about feeding, they're starting at about 90 days prior to calving. Now, how long does it take Pharmatan to activate that gut, per se, in those balling calves? Well, so it, it'll, uh, there's kind of two answers to every question. First one is, if you feed it through the liquid, then insofar as they're drinking water, you're getting that activity into the into their system quickly. And so that is going to work very, very quickly. There's... Uh, the butyrate to tannin combination in that liquid. You know, butyrate is a naturally occurring stomach acid already in the animal's, you know, uh, system. So it totally um, complements their own system. You're not bringing in some third chemical that, that isn't part of their system. You're bringing in butyrate, which they naturally produce. So you're increasing that. That's a organic acid in their system. Um, and so the, the liquid helps jumpstart that process the, the tannin through the feed that's going to be a bit more astringent so that's going to be depend number one on how quickly they come up on feed but secondly um, there's going to be a, a rate of passage of that feed through their system and so you're going to look at a little bit you know if you're talking into instead of it being a number of hours with the uh, with the liquid you're into maybe a couple of days in terms of that tannin going through their system doing its work, helping the mucus lining of the gut to um, to uh, improve the protection of the gut lining. It'll begin to um, uh, interact and adjust that rumen pH, um, you know, within that 48-hour period. So you're, you, you've got to get them up on it. Um, but what we see is over time, we will knock down some of the um, streptococcus bovis, some of the clostridial type, um, protozoa and over time 
we do see lactobacillus expand from a probiotic point of view, but more of because the other elements have been crowded out or have been reduced, allowing that lactobacillus to expand naturally. So there's a very complementary effect. If there's other elements in the diet that a guy has, uh, it'll complement those and allow room for that for that natural probiotic to expand. We will have more with Paul about setting our cow herd up for controlling scours coming up a little later on in the month. If you need some additional information, I can help get Paul and his staff in touch with you, or you can head to imogeneingredients.com, or you can call them directly at 515-745-1639. We've got the numbers coming up right after this. We've talked about Pharmatan and its success over the past several years, usually encouraging you to feed it in the diet 90 days pre-calving. Now, here's Paul Mitchell with how we're using Pharmatan both pre- and post-weaning in our calves. A lot of guys are using the Pharmatan both for coccidia control and then excellent to help with that transition to solid feed and seeing their weights really hold up as they put cattle through their weaning ration and to a higher energy diet. Head to imogeneingredients.com. We're not going to make this one fancy. No clever puns or playing words or sound effects. This one is just pure facts. It's close to weaning time if you haven't already. So did the genetics you used work like you thought they would? Make the decision today with the continental breed of choice. Make crossbreeding easy. Performance, profitability, productivity, Gelvy and Balancer. Now you have the options. Smart, reliable, profitable. The continental breed of choice. Neogen, the partner you need. We are very deep with providing genomic testing to all facets of production. We are very involved in biosecurity and animal safety. Again, all along the chain, and we can add value there. So if you have questions or concerns, contact your animal health distributor. Contact us directly. Go to neogen.com. We're more than happy to help. Some of our best products and improvements come from producers. And if they've got an idea on maybe how we can help, we'd like to hear what they have to say. Neogen the partner you now have. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. Now, Kirk, taking a little bit of time off. He's actually shipping calves at their place, so we're going to grill him next week and see how he did on those calves to get a little bit more information. So I wanted to take this time to share with you the 2022 Stockmanship and Stewardship Virtual e- uh, virtual excuse me, event that is taking place November 1st. Put that on the calendar now, November 1st, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. That's Central Standard Time. There's going to be a number of different panels that a person can attend virtually on how you can top the sale. That's one I'm going to try to get on myself. How to recruit labor with a focus on worker safety. That's actually been a really, really, really big problem that a lot of people have been discussing lately is the lack of workers. Well, there's workers out there, but just the inability to get them and and to come to the place and to talk and to actually stay. Now, for more information on that event, you can go to stockmanshipandstewardship.org. Now, we've got a full lineup, a full roster, a full program of all of our shows that are coming up going through the fall on into the year. But if there is a a topic or some people that you would like us to feature on the show, reach out to us at any time and share that information with us. Send us an email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com or text and call 707-RANCH-20. Mark Van Zee with equinemarket.com, livestockmarket.com, and auctiontime.com. Coming up this Wednesday, October 19th, we have our special full weanling, colt, and filly online auction. 
This sale also features a handful of grown working ranch mares and geldings, 180 head on this sale. Bidding opens at just $100 a head, no reserve, and all lots will sell to the highest bidder regardless of price. Featured lots include a six-year-old Red Roan APHA mare used in the sale barn, gathered pastures, and started on roping from Lazy YF Equine in Shadron, Nebraska. A 17-year-old bay quarter horse gelding from Ricochet Stables in Athens, Texas, well broke, neck reins, has been roped off of. A 10-year-old gray APHA gelding from KR Training in Larkspur, Colorado, one hand broke to ride, no vices. One colt and two fillies from Joe Garrett Horses, all with lines to two-eyed jack and drifter. One Palomino filly and one chestnut colt from Lively Horses in Buell, Idaho. A bay APHA mare with foal from 3L Ranch in Payton, Oklahoma. Two Arabian colts from Tanglewood Farm, both halter broke, stylish, and ready to be taken in any direction. And a beautiful dappled Belgian colt sired by C.D. Crackerjack from Wayback Livestock in Lake George, Minnesota. This sale also includes 160 head of crossbred Dorper and Katadin ewe lambs, born in May. They weigh 65 pounds, been on grass all summer from Meadowlark Farms in Newell, South Dakota. Bidding on them opens at just $10 a head, plus over 1,400 bales of hay on this auction, small squares, large rounds, large squares. Bidding opens at a dollar a bale. Bidding is currently open on all these lots and more. All lots sell on Wednesday, October 19th on equinemarket.com and auctiontime.com. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we go, a big tip of the hat to listeners Tony and Pam Pantone from Idaho. Thanks so much for tuning in each and every week. And if there is a shout out you have that you would like us to give a tip of the hat to one of your own, give us a shout or a text on the hotline or fire us a message. And now that's going to wrap it for today. A big thanks to Dr. Kevin Sedevig with NDSU Extension. Paul Mitchell, always good to have him on the show with Pharmatan and I'm a Gene Ingredient. Mark Vanzi with LivestockMarket.com and the boss lady, that's you over there. A big thank you to our partners, Vitelli. Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the American Galve Association, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Abrahamson Rodeo Company, Westway Feed Products, Neogen, LA Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. We've got updates there probably two or three times a week. Is that right? It's kind of what we're updating there. Yep. Our email is ranchitupshow at gmail.com, and you can call and text us 24-7 at 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-O. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up. <laughs>